Jack Cornfield. Part of what made it so extraordinary to be with Miss Argadot was to be with someone who wanted nothing from you. I have never in my life been with another person who wanted less from me or anybody. And in that not wanting anything, there was a sense of tremendous freedom and tremendous love. The words of Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj. When you understand that names and shapes are hollow shells without any content whatsoever, and what is real is nameless and formless, pure energy of life and light of consciousness, you will be at peace, immersed in the deep silence of reality. Your own self is your ultimate teacher. The outer teacher is merely a milestone. It is only your inner teacher that will walk with you to the goal, for he is the goal. Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. About three or four years ago, I met a man called Mark West in Sydney. Mark had been in India and attended the meetings of Nisargadatta Maharaj. He was there with another guy called Bob Adamson. I interviewed Mark and here's a little piece of what he had to say. In 76, I was in Ganeshpuri Ashram. A fellow Australian was there with me, Bob Adamson, fairly well known as Sailor Bob. And, and he happened to get hold of a copy of a book called I Am That by Nisargadatta. And we found out that he was living a short train ride away in Bombay. We were living in Ganeshpuri, 80 kilometres west. And so Bob and I agreed to go there at some stage and actually meet Nisargadatta. At that time, I didn't realise that a sort of spirituality was a game. I knew a certain things, how to, you know, do savour and how to be spiritual and loving and kind and all those things. But as Nisargadatta had pointed out, but I didn't know who I was. So we realised then at that point that, that that was a game and it was time for me to give up being a seeker. And he told us that we're not what we take ourselves to be, we should try and find out who we are. And he said, your search is over. There's no point in staying at that place out there. You may as well come here. And, and then we thought, well, uh, okay, we've given up Muktananda as our guru, I'll make Nisargadatta my guru. And he said, no, you won't. <laughs> and but, but he said, you can come here as a friend, a spiritual friend. He said, I don't play that game. Like, I didn't know that it was a game, you know. And uh, he made it clear, like, that even though in a way he decided that I was a guru, but he didn't play any traditional guru game. And that was the greatness of the man. Sometimes he would look at people and he would say, I don't understand you, as if to pull his hair out. He was always gesticulating and so forth. He would say, you never want what's true. You are so entangled in the illusion of the false. He said, you want what you don't have, 
and you don't have what you want, and so you suffer, and you continue to suffer. Then he said, it's so perplexing. Why not simply reverse it? Why not want what you have and not want what you don't have? He said, it's so simple, you could be happy. Let's now listen to one of the meeting recordings from Ketwari. The last time I spoke to him, he said that there was nothing he can do to help me. Ask him if there's anything I can do for myself. Is there anything that someone can do for me? Maharaj, you have been to Rajneesh. I there. You lived there. So Maharaj said there is a certain sort of relationship established between you and your guru. You see? So if you go to someone else, he says, now you have come here. Do you expect me to break that relationship which has been established between you and your guru and do something? So any guidance that you need, you must have from your guru. That is what Maharaj is Now merely what he says, listening to it is one thing. But when you are asking for specific guidance... All I want to know is, does it make sense doing anything? That is, I don't want any esoteric guidance. Just does it make sense doing anything? Meditating or listening or visiting saints or doing anything? It doesn't have any value whatsoever. Or does enlightenment exist at all? Maya says, I asked specifically, is there something like liberation? So he says, yes. Then he adds, whatever you have heard is, is true in the knowledge. That is true in the sense that whatever you acquire, you acquire only in consciousness. To that extent, it is correct. Not reading, not true, it is correct. Is it okay if I continue asking for it? Is it okay if I continue speaking? Me as a question which I have come here. Is it okay? Is it okay? What is your question now? He repeated. He says, you, how can I now? He says, because Bhagwan told me, understand, that's all. I can't understand. He says understand, I can't understand. No, he says ask him. He has asked you to barely understand. He doesn't speak anymore. That's why I come also. He doesn't speak anymore to you or he just... He doesn't speak to his disciples. Only he doesn't speak personally. That is the way he conducts his ashram. Maharaj says, you come here wearing a sort of uniform which prima facie establishes your relationship with your guru. In other words, this is a sort of notice to anybody. 
saying that, look, I am with Rajni. So when your prima facie is giving notice to me that you are with Rajni, how can I talk to you? He said, if you, if, you, if you take off this uniform and come like anybody else, then it would be a different matter. Here you, you understand the point. I take it off and come this afternoon. <laughs> then you will answer me. Then you will answer me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, not only for the afternoon, <laughs> you, you vacate one place, then someone else can occupy that place. So he, what he's saying is that he can help, there's something he can do, is that what he's saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, along with the other. You see, he, he can help you, just as you help him, the rest of us. You see, you now he's helping us, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't be here. He has not given us a written sealed, signed and sealed guarantee, but we believe that he can help us. So like us, he can, he'll help you. The last time I spoke to him, he says, the last sentence was, what can I do? You see, basically, this was the, what can I do? That is, when you come here as somebody else's pupil, uh, how can I help you? How can I even proceed to help you? Isn't desire enough? Why, what does it matter if I wear this or wear something else? Or he, the desire is... He's, he's told you, such desire for illumination, such desire for guidance can only be satisfied by him to whom you have owed your allegiance. You have practically signed your allegiance in the sense that the world at large, you say, look, I am so-and-so's man. In such circumstances, how can I help you? That is the point. I accept. Because of his uh, physical disability, mm -hmm. he is not able to talk as as much as he used to. Mm -hmm. So he says, "You read the books. You have read the book. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I, I see. Mm -hmm. Then there is a book. I am that. You see, there are two mm -hmm. volumes. Mm -hmm. He says, "You read that book. Read it mm -hmm. several mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And if you have any specific questions, mm -hmm. then you bring them up. Then I can answer them." Okay, where have you? 
Well, I've read it as a, as a question I'd like to ask. In one of the parts he says you should not bully yourself or else you become hardened. Um, you should not? Force yourself to. Force yourself, yes. Or else you become hardened and either positive or negative. There is no question of volition at all. That is what he is saying. Um, he says that you should uh, meditate as much as possible, basically, yeah? Um, if it requires a lot of willpower to make yourself do that, um, that implies um, implying a certain amount of force yeah, on yourself. Um, आता ध्यान करायला बसणं म्हणजे सुद्धा आपल्या थोडी अंडरस्टँड वॉट आय मीन बाय मेडिटेशन He says, meditation, as he says, is the strength of the purpose itself. He says, supposing you, you have come to see me and I'm not at home, then you wait for me until I do come. So that waiting until I come, he says, is that meditation? Maharaji asked, uh, uh, told about uh, the existence behind the presence, sentient presence behind uh, every, every, every activity. Um, is there a purpose for the existence? It is without reason or cause. It is spontaneous. It's just spontaneous without uh, moving into any direction or without any evolution or uh, just the pure fact that its existence is um, in itself justification for it sometimes. क्रिएशन हे सडनली टेकन प्लेस The writers have uh, written a history about the creation. No, taking time. The writer takes time. To, to, to write. But the... Haan. Haan. 
The writers write about this evolution and it is a, it is a writer's creation out of the concepts which they have. No, I don't mean this uh, creation as, as such as... Evolution. Uh, no, 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 that wasn't my question. Um, the underlying reality of existence. The underlying reality of existence. Yes. That, uh, how, do, how did you call it? Adi, um, is there a purpose to that? Or, I mean, why is it existing? Is there a why? Or is no, he it, said uh, there's no reason. There's, there's no reason. There's no reason. It, is, it, it happens spontaneously. <laughs> 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 Maharaj again takes you back to uh, the first thing. He says, he says, why do you want to get yourself involved in this all these concepts? In any case, they are concepts. Whatever anybody tells you, it can only be according to the concept which arises in the consciousness. He says, understand that whatever you can think about, whatever questions you can ask, whatever curiosity you have, is only since this consciousness arose. It is only when you are conscious that anything can happen. So the, the, the seed of everything is this consciousness. So he says, just as he has told you earlier, being in that consciousness, and that consciousness itself will tell you all that is necessary for you to know. So the, the question uh, of for why or for purpose would be contained in the uh, limited individuality. Uh, it not, not the not question, the question has come in the, in and the answer also can come hmm. only in this limited uh, intellect hmm. and based on this consciousness. Whereas what has happened is prior to the arising of the consciousness and the intellect. Hello? What makes you have that sense of being? What gives you the sentience? What is it that gives you the sentience? That is Maharaj's question. It is only in this consciousness. In fact, you are consciousness, so long as the body is there. And it is only in this consciousness that you are aware, or rather, he says, it is consciousness alone which is aware of any change that takes place. That is the waking state, the sleeping state, the change in seasons, anything that happens, it is only 
perceived and cognized only by consciousness. So he said, what did you have until this consciousness came? So therefore he again says, being conscious of this consciousness is all the meditation that is necessary. To be conscious of this consciousness, which is your soul capital. That is all. <laughs> he says, if your watch says that it is 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. what is it that gives you this perception of the time being 11? What tells you that it is 11 o'clock? He says, it is this conscience, this sentience, which tells you that it is 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. tells you that is this apparatus. Mm-hmm. The apparatus wouldn't work mm-hmm. if this conscience hadn't been there. Mm-hmm. So he says, therefore, be extremely friendly with this consciousness. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, what I tell you is extremely simple. Mm, I understand. It's, it's very basic. It's going back to the very basics. <laughs> All these uniforms and the do's and don'ts which come along with those uniforms, they say they are totally useless. Mm-hmm. Understanding these basics that he has been talking about, mm-hmm. that is the only thing you can do because that is the only thing one has. When we uh, leave the body uh, at the time of death, <laughs> What happens to the consciousness? <laughs> He says this body is the food of this consciousness. So the, when, the, when the food disappears, the consciousness disappears. disappears. Hmm. And then there's only pure existence. It's pure existence. Hmm. Hmm. It is only the material can have shape, form, color, design. The body which is made up of these materials will have the shape, form, color of anything. But this knowledge, this presence, this sense of presence, consciousness, it has no shape or form or color. But that is you. You are that and not the material. Maharaj says, carry on in the world, do your normal activities, but keep your mind or attention on that which enables you to do your normal work. He said, that is your God. That is his conscience. <laughs> Anything else? He says it's, it's just conceptual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
This is conceptual... Uh, professional spirituality. Ah, yes, call it professional spirituality. It has no meaning. He said, now understand that you are not the body. It is this knowledge which enables you to perceive and cognize that is what you are, so long as the body is there. But actually you are prior, you have existed prior to the arising of this consciousness itself. How has it come, how come that I started to exist somehow? He said, you have not come from your prior state. He said, now there is space in the house. He says, has the space outside come into the house? He says, something has been built in the house. He said, the house, the space has not come in the house. The house has been built in, in the space. So, this body come consciousness has appeared on your prior existence. It is merely a passing state in your changeless state. On your changeless state has come this temporary phase. You have been listening to The Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.